0: Welcome to the She Will Shine podcast, where we bring you the real stories of female business owners. My name is Danielle Price, and I'm the founder of She Will Shine, a supportive business network for women. It's time to give a voice to women in business and discover their journey. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the She Will Shine podcast. Today, I have the lovely Jane Mackay with us. How are you, Jane? I'm well, thank you, Danielle. So, for the lovely women out there who may not know Jane yet, Jane Mackay is a marketing consultant who has been in the business of marketing for more than 15 years. As a marketing strategist, personal brand designer, copywriter, web designer, and marketing coach, one of her clients calls her a marketing uniform, unicorn. And I believe that, Jane, I believe you have unicorn in you. Yeah, we're all a little bit magical, aren't we, Danielle? We are sure shiners. We are. I believe so. I have, but I'm slightly biased, Jane. <laughs> a little bit. Yes, just a little bit. But I'm so glad you're here today because your story is a very interesting one, including a tree change. So we're going to get to that. But let's start out with um, maybe your time at university. What did you study?
1: Uh, So my, what I call my play degree, my undergrad. um, My first degree was a Bachelor of Art Social Science, Sociology and Anthropology majors, which was really fun because I love studying people it's like, and I, th- I think those skills have really helped me through my business. And then I did a master's in media and comms, um, which I'm really gonna age myself here. I got to build a website in word and then export it as HTML because there were no content management systems back then that were accessible sort of really non developers. And then I've done a, and then I did a grrr, advanced deployment management um, when I was working in corporate, which was fun as well. I, I love learning. I'm always learning stuff. And it's one of my like core things As I place a lot of value in, in learning and, and advancing myself. So it's yeah, that's how I came to be. But it took A while to get where I am and then once I've done my master's I actually studied copywriting at the Australian Institute of Copywriting and so that was my specialization that was what I was going to do um, as my job and when I started out my freelancing business in 2009 I was a copywriter and that's what I that's why my business name is Jane Mackay Communications because that's what I was doing and then since then I've been on this massive evolution and now I'm completely different business so I still do copywriting though every day.
0: But isn't it interesting, though, as you kind of touched on earlier, in that I think everything, like I'm like this with my part-time jobs that I've worked along the way as well, every little thing that you've done kind of in that growing up journey, let's call it, influences the way you operate in your business now? Mm.
1: Everything contributes. Like, everything's a learning. from dealing with difficult customers when I was a checkout chick and a waitress when I was in my teenage years at high school, I was a terrible waitress out in Warrandyte, but I always had a smile on my face. I always showed up on time. I always had a really good work ethic. I was always polite. You know, that's what my mum always taught me, my parents, you know, manners don't cost anything. And still to this day, I will always be, have a smile on my face, be polite, no matter whether I'm the customer or, or, or delivering to my clients. That's, you Know those those foundational experiences in, in, in being part of a business when you're young all the way through form who you are and how you show up in your business. Uh, you know, 30 years later, or however long it's been.
0: A long I time, know. Let, let, let's try not to count those <laughs> years,
1: Jane. <shall> <laughs> I'm spilling coffees on people in Warrandyte, yeah. I
0: was a checkout chick, so there you go, with another thing in common there. I was, yeah, I was a checkout chick as well. I love um, that. I love that Emma joke. Woolworths. I used to do midnight wow.
1: shift. I used to do uni all day, work at Woolies at night, fit in social life in between. So, But I used to work till midnight on Saturday and go and pick up my friends from nightclubs and drive them home.
0: <laughs> You're a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> so at what point did you kind of feel copywriting was where you wanted to
1: then move to? All through school. I didn't know. I was very aware of marketing. I had a, a my best friend's father at the time worked in advertising so did her stepmother and and we would talk about it and i, I accidentally once critiqued his um beat beat barina ad campaign <laughs> so i didn't like it not realizing he'd done it but anyway it was part of my consciousness but no one at school had ever picked up you know oh you love writing you're good at english this could be a job for you you know the careers counselors were oh you know go and be a doctor or a lawyer or you know those really high-end not creative so i was brought up as the academic child and my sister was the artistic creative child. So I never saw myself as a creative. And then um, when I got to uni, I did my undergrad and then somewhere along the way, I learned about what marketing and copywriting was possibly because my mother-in-law was a copywriter in, she was like in mad men sort of days in the sixties. She was one of the first ever female copywriters I think she was even in New York as a copywriter at the time Um, and I was like oh you can you can you know make money out of writing that isn't necessarily writing a book so and and her and I used to have conversations about that and I was like okay cool how do I get into that so that's when I went in and did my master's I've also always had a love for coding and um digital tech which I've passed on to my daughter her and I love you know Solving a few coding issues when she's on Scratch, um, love it. I love it, and and it's part of who I am and what I do and what I find interesting. So I was like, okay, so I've done my undergrad, I've ticked that box. Now I'm going to do a degree that I want to do, um, and so that's how I got into it. I was like, okay, what's the pathway? To, to writing, and that's like that was my goal, and I achieved that goal, and then I went on after that masters, obviously, and specialised in just copywriting, um, through another course. But then I got into marketing and saw that there was a whole lot more other fun stuff that you can do. Other than whole can of worms involved in marketing. <laughs> so yeah, I went through the sort of non-traditional route to marketing, like. I, I didn't do a marketing degree. I did a comms degree in media. So it was a different sort of pathway, but still with the same same result. And just fun showing up and being creative every day, which wasn't something I expected for my life. Um, but it's when I'm really, I just love it. I just really enjoy it every day. Drawing pretty pictures, point. which is what
0: my kids think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, that's what mummy does for a job. She draws pictures. Yes. Um, at that point did you think about running your own business or was it kind of not even no about, yeah. no so I was going to do
1: agency work that was what the you know the pathway that was presented to me and I went and did um there was a thing through the advertising agencies in Melbourne where you could do um an advertising foundations course so you could you we went and studied in another you know another course that I've done I kind of remember what it was called now but it was through the advertising federation of australia or something i think i remember
0: that because i worked in that agency i can't think of the term either i'm sure yeah, it's about, someone will know knowledgeable listeners will know
1: yes <laughs> and you did this foundations and you were at a um an agency and you were with other people who wanted to go into agency side work and i realized that i simply don't have the ego to do that side and i know a lot of beautiful people in advertising and i'm not saying that everyone has this massive out of control ego but I'm not particularly competitive person and it's a very competitive industry and I just didn't feel that that matched my values and who I was um, as a person. I'm big on having a values match with what I do and the clients that I work with uh, and I thought it might bring up a few too many ethical issues for me. Um, so I didn't go down that path and I ended up client-side Uh, working at a couple of corporations in Melbourne and then a not-for-profit when I moved out here, started my business, got headhunted, ended up back at marketing manager roles um, for a beautiful organisation down here, which is uh, a not-for-profit helping disadvantaged Australians into um, employment. Uh, And then I went full-time on my own in 2014. So after five years of being in business, I said to my husband, something's got to give because I was working 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. I had two children um, and I had had to have only a week off when I had my second child because I was under so much pressure to service my clients and service this. It ended up being a contract role with that organisation. Um, I just said, well, it wasn't a contract and I was still working full time. I just said something's got to give and then I got, and this was on a holiday in Thailand and then I got home and I was made redundant.
0: Oh gosh! From that job, from the universe, and I was like,
1: "This is the best thing that's ever happened to me," which is a really weird reaction to a redundancy. But I was like, oh, "This is amazing! This will give me the opportunity to go all in." And then I went back on contract with that organisation, and now I'm on their board. So like, <laughs> it's just come this full circle, and yeah, it just—I never thought I was going to be a freelancer. I hadn't necessarily equipped myself with business skills. Which is interesting. They don't teach them to you at school, at all. And so many people run their own businesses and don't know what a and is and don't know what cash flow, how cash flow works. And and so I have learned some really tricky lessons along the way. And um, but you know, I pre COVID was at a point where I was doing uh, doubling my revenue every year. Uh, COVID took a like I took a massive hit last year. Post bushfires as well that really had a huge impact on my business for people who may not know where you're located
0: yeah you like to share
1: yeah sure so I'm in East Gippsland which was severely i mean in which was severely impacted by the bushfires last year so our first well 2019 our first evacuation was at the end of November and we were evacuated on and off until January mid-January so there was six weeks where we just weren't I was fairly functioning as a human let alone being out of work I did a little bit of work but you think like yeah I'm evacuated we went ended up at my husband's office I'll be out of really focus and when you're in that
0: deep trauma you can't do anything I can't like you try to imagine what it would be like but I can't even imagine how it would be to be honest it was
1: a very strange lived experience and because we were going and then coming back and going and coming back you couldn't. You just couldn't settle to anything. It was a really strange experience. So that the trauma from that obviously took a long time to come back from, and reestablish my business. And then we went on a cruise for three weeks, two weeks, at the end of Feb. And then, and then, and then, and then we ended up on the cruise to nowhere because no one could have us, obviously, because COVID was just starting. But when we got on the ship it wasn't such a that was the 25th of feb it wasn't such a big deal um to us we didn't feel it was we thought it was going to pass like SARS and MERS and we're on the ship and then we end up in New Zealand and then we went to Eden which is about three hours from my house which was nice but the people we were seeing were saying have you got any toilet paper and I'm like why would you ask that question <laughs> because my sister had come up to see my bestie who'd flown out from england to go on this cruise with us it's this massive holiday for our 40th we're like why would you ask that question she's like on your way back anywhere you stop try and get toilet paper i'm like what what's what's happened because we're in no no wi-fi bubble it was a
0: beautiful way to
1: spend two weeks and um then we got off and and the world had completely changed um and yeah we we did have toilet paper though so That was a relief. I didn't know. Like, what's your toilet paper status? I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember what I bought before I left.
1: (laughs) That's so strange. Like
0: the bushfires, which were like unbelievable on so many um, measures, And then coming, you know, three weeks later, COVID. Yeah. How does that affect you as, well, a whole heap of things as a parent, as a business owner, and just as a person in your own right? Well, the bushfires
1: for me personally and my husband and I I have talked about a lot, with COVID on the back of that, there's a lot of unprocessed trauma out here in East Gippsland and I'm sure up and down the eastern seaboard of Australia. But for me, it was getting my kids through. So both my kids um, had PTSD as a result of the fire. My daughter's was more complex than my son's because she was older Um, and we spent basically our focus for 2020 was getting her through that trauma so there was a lot of assistance of us offered to us by bushfire recovery victoria so including free counseling and then um i tapped into uh, a friend of mine who works specifically with emergency workers on on ptsd so she helped me do an exercise an nlp exercise new neurolinguistic programming Um, exercise uh, with indigo my daughter um, to help her process that trauma and that was the one thing that actually really did help so she was having panic attacks every day it was um, it was incredibly traumatic for her so that was my focus on getting through the fires and as we hit the 12 month mark um, I felt uh, more of a lightness like I felt that it was really starting to to pass for us as a family. Um, And obviously, homeschooling or learn at home uh, gave us other focus for getting our children through yet another trauma. But even last night, so my kids have got a complex health issue as well. My daughter's at home with me today um, called fructose malabsorption, which is a dietary intolerance which manifests in a whole bunch of physical systems and mental um, symptoms. So we're working through with another specialist um, to process that. Uh, to try and get over the symptoms of that. And she said to me last night, she's 10 and a half. Oh, mom, I've got just so, I feel like I've got so much going on in my life. Um, she said, I've got the bushfires and then I've got COVID and then I've got fructose malabsorption. And and I just, I'm finding it a lot to cope with, bearing in mind she was in a lot of pain last night. And, and for her How to be- mature artic- for a 10 For her to be articulating that at yeah. 10 and a half. Yeah. She's been through a lot. So trying to get her through that, manage her symptoms, deal with COVID, do learn at home, the social disconnection that they had has been a really difficult thing, I think, for all parents in Australia who have had to do that, Melbourne and Sydney to a degree, um, and all over Australia, but especially Melbourne. Like, you guys went into a lockdown that was much harder than the lockdown that we went into. It's been a year, a really tough year for parents. And I think the hardest thing... um, is not knowing when it will end. As a business owner, last year was really hard because I was dealing with clients. I was doing learn at home with a prep. I was dealing with clients who are also doing learn at home. And then it's about managing expectations and trying not to burn yourself into the ground, juggling everything that you are expected to juggle um, as well as getting money in the door. Yeah. I mean, I'm lucky because my husband has a stable income so no matter what happens we always know his income's coming in I actually had quite a good year the second half of last year and then cash flow wise this first quarter I think now COVID's hit 12 months people are you know um less confident again yeah. um I think we had some more optimism in the second half of last year and I think now again people are like well when will this end when the vaccines haven't been rolling out as fast and it's just it's just been a really complex year to get through Yeah, yeah but I'm a relentless optimist I always have a smile on my face I always try and see the positives in any situation and the positive for COVID for us was we got a heap of family time we got to go on some amazing little adventures around East Gippsland together some beautiful walks spend time together get to know each other a bit better um Get to know some of our weaknesses, like sharing an office with my son and my (laughs) husband. Um, But you know, just you just got to see the positives. Like we're doing silly things, like having sleepovers and forts in the lounge room, and you know, camping at home and that's just the way I operate. I'm, I, I'm not someone who gets down and stays down. And and that's part of being a business owner. It's, it's not just having resilience. It's not just being able to get back up. It's having the grit. It's having the optimism to see through the next obstacle and, and having the positivity, positivity to get you through there, Yeah. Uh, through just to keep that next, going. just keep going yeah. and be positive about it. And it's not always easy. We've all got, you know, a lot of us are dealing with anxiety and, Complex mental health issues, which is why a lot of people do go into working for themselves. Um, some days are just easier than others.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 100%. So now, you know, I want to say we're on the other end of COVID, but of course, restrictions have eased significantly since this time last year. <laughs> mm-hmm. So how is the business going today? Today, today, I've
1: it's funny, you know, I was reflecting on, you know, I had a couple of payments in and I was like, wow, you know, back when I started, if I'd got that payment, I'd be like, oh, my God, that's so much money. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. You know, that's my new normal. Um We've had a real boost down here where um, the Latrobe Valley Authority has done a heap of grants um, and a lot of people are using them to invest in marketing, which has been amazing for me. I've got to do a whole lot of quotes um, and they're starting to come through now. So from now until probably I'm looking at uh, August um, is probably going to be huge for me. I've, I've completely restructured my business in the last few months where I'm really focusing on delivering strategy which is what I really love to do, but I hadn't had the headspace and I hadn't, I'd had still had my son at home. Um, But now I'm like all in on strategy and just spending instead of, you know, all right, we'll work together over six months, but spending one day with someone and going, right. It's over two half days. Otherwise you get too tired, but right. That's it. We're just going to do your 12 months and you're going to know what you're going to implement and let's do it. And just doing that really focused work together and, and, because people go, oh, marketing strategy it takes a really long time and it doesn't actually if you just sit there and do it in a really concentrated and guided, obviously, facilitated way. It can have a massive impact on your business in a very short amount of time and you get really clear really fast and that's what I'm focusing on doing now and that's what I'm focusing on delivering for the next few months. So, yeah, it's, it's picking up. It's positive. People are, as I said, last quarter wasn't. I mean, we're halfway through this quarter, but um, it's all starting to pick up and get much more. Do I want to use the word buoyant? Is that a very, um, it's a federal budget day, but it's <laughs> a very economics term. But, yeah, it's really good. It's you can fun. use buoyant, yeah. I can yeah. use buoyant. And, and my clients, I'm focusing on... The clients that i want to work with which is a question i always ask my clients who do you actually want to work with? they go oh, i'll work with this and work with them and you go who do you want to work with yeah. which is a really transformational question to ask people they go oh, you mean drop the shoulds you know i should be working with corporates i will just work with who i want to work with so that's it's right. really fun
0: I, th- I think that's really interesting because when i think when you first start out in your own business you're like i just want to work with anyone who's going to work with me Who <laughs> yeah. wants to work with me i'll take you on i'm here yeah. i'm available yeah. But then I think it's after kind of that first few years in business where you're like, oh, hang on a second. I like working with that particular client for X, Y, Z reasons. And this one, I don't think we're quite the right fit. Mm. So you're starting to really like fine tune and focus on that, what your actual niche is and who your Mm. real target market is. Because you can service everybody, but it doesn't mean you're going to service everybody well.
1: Or find it fun. And what's the point of working for yourself if you don't find it fun? Um, And I'm pretty good now at picking... I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm very clear on who I will and won't work with. So I won't work with people who we had a conversation, actually. Um, I'm in a startup Gipstine mentoring group. And we were talking about the, yeah, but yeah, but, and you go, have you done this? And they go, yeah, but I don't work with people who go, yeah, but it's, it's there's reasons. There's not excuses. And that's what I say yeah. to my kids. You're either here to show up and do the work or you're not. And, and that I'm very clear on that. So anyway, that's a bit yeah. of a hard ass. <laughs> yeah,
0: love it. But you've got to be. I think you've got to. It's like when, they, when we say, oh, we've got to put our big girl pants on. And, but it's yeah. true because, you know, too often we can be taken advantage of as well. Mm. Mm. And, um, you know, this is our business and this is our livelihood. So we need to make sure that it's working in our favour. Mm.
1: And having really clear boundaries. So if you email me on a Sunday, I'm not going to get back to you. And I have worked with clients in the past who would email me on a Sunday. This was when my very beginning freelance journey um, back in 2009 and then would ring me at eight o'clock on Sunday and go, why haven't you got back to me? Oh I'm my like, gosh. And this person um, positioned herself as a, a woman in leadership in Australia. And I was like, whoa, that's not leading. No. So I'm very troubling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and slightly cray. um yes. <laughs> so I'm very clear on my boundaries now as well
0: did you find um when you because you're in Melbourne and you then moved to Brotherton, how was that like was that a point in time when you kind of like this is my time now to do things my way was there kind of a point that you felt that well it's interesting because I'd left corporate
1: when I'd gone into my last corporate job I said I'm only going to be here two years and they were like that's cool we'll take you anyway and then that was a really high pressure job very high stress a lot of money involved big budgets very scary pressure a lot of sleepless nights um and then i came here and i took six months off i went to england with my mom saw my grandma and my sister and my cousin went to paris it was very nice had a, got to a point where i had a very 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 clean house and went right I've got to do some work. Now what? <laughs> now I'm out here in breathing. I've got a blazing fast ADSL connection. What am I going to do? And I went to an event and this shows you the power of a small country town. So I went to an event in Bairnsdale, which is our nearest city. City. It is a city. And the, our builder of our house had just won an award. And he goes, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a copywriter by trade, but at the moment I'm not working. And someone turned around and said, I need a copywriter. And that was on the Friday. I have started work on the Monday. That was my first freelance job. And I still do work for that organization occasionally. Um, And then someone on their board. So I was picking up work on and off just through word of mouth. And then I started a blog on my website and it's still some of my really old blog posts. I've left them up there from 2012 when I'd gone into this, like I'd been headhunted into this corporate job. And I started writing a blog at lunch because down here we have our lunch breaks and you actually take them. And I was like, (laughs) wow, I don't even know what to do. So I started blogging and people were contacting me and going, I've been reading your blog. Can you do some writing for me? Can you do some writing?" And so that's how my business actually started was from a blog and this little bit of freelancing I was doing. And I went, Oh, hang on. This could, I could make this happen. And then, so I had kids and, you know, through that and then it's just got bigger and bigger and bigger since then and now you know I've got a client in New Zealand I've got a client in the States at the moment who I'm currently working with um all across Australia Bali um yeah but you know I started really small focusing on copywriting like through freelancer.com through those marketplaces the weirdest job I had through then was um this is back in 2009 with a client client in Germany. He was very nice man. Um, time difference was horrendous. But I was, for him, he had a, a marketplace for um, a Russian dating site. So apparently oh, it's a wow. humanitarian crisis because men in Russia are dying young. This is what he told me anyway. And they were trying <laughs> to find husbands for these women all across the world. So I was editing dating profiles of women in Russia That's to awesome. make them sound... Like there was native English speakers.
0: <laughs> I love
1: it. It was so weird, but also, you know, it was it was fun. So Isn't that yeah. funny,
0: like what shows up, <laughs> it comes across like okay, yep, I'll give that a go.
1: Oh, sure, I can do that. And I've I've written some weird copy like from metallurgical supplies and a sock e-commerce store. And you just do what you've got to do if it's going to make you money. Like in the early days, that's what you do. Yep. And and you're not too good for any job in the early days, unless it unless it compromises you ethically. And that, and that's how I started. And I was like, whoa, I'm making I'm actually making money. I think I was making maybe six hundred dollars a month. But you know That was a starting start point. Yeah. That's right. That's <laughs> awesome. Weird.
0: So you won't be writing Tinder profiles though anytime soon.
1: No. <laughs> no. No, not at all. Close the I've, door. Close
0: the I've door never door even seen close. Tinder.
1: Never seen it. I don't even <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm,
1: I'm an old married lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's like from
0: there to now and it's like, whoa. Well... Anyway, strange. But isn't that the thing, right? I kind of, I think when I look within our community, especially Jane's one of our I members, we're all doers. Yeah, we all get in there, we get the job done, we do it well to the best of our ability. yeah And then the next one comes along, and the same process. Yeah. So I think that's—I don't know if that's a women in business trait. It's definitely a, a she'll shine member trait, but I find it really interesting because I think as a woman, we we're so determined to achieve our goals, and we you know mm-hmm. we have other responsibilities, family, and other things going on around us, but. We have a laser sharp focus, and when it's work time, it's work time.
1: Oh yeah, I am. In the early days, I found it the discipline hard. Um, I think more because I was working from home for a, for a salary. Um, so it was like, oh, I'll just go off and do this thing. I'll just go off and do this thing, and now I'm like, I get up, I do my workout. I'm in the office, that's it, non-negotiable. And because I always have so much to do, so I'm always sort of booked a month or two ahead, I've always got so much to do that if I don't do it, no one else is going to do it. And it's just going to sit there and, you know, not be done. So I will do, I I sort of structure my day in that I do the hard stuff first so that the more brain power stuff like writing. I'm like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, first thing. And then I do like reward myself with a bit of, web design in the afternoon because that's what I really enjoy um and that's just how I structure my day but I don't I have off days and if I'm having a bad day I'll just meditate or I'll go and have a nap but I'm more likely to meditate because that's more of a productive thing to do than a if I go and have a nap I'm a bit uh. um but I have so little time to get everything done we're talking about just GSD at the weekend get shit done like you just get in there get it done and I find my work really energizing which is the opposite of how I found it when I worked in an office I would get really tired and slump and now I'm like go 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 like I get in the office I'm going and then I'm like oh my gosh it's 2 30 I've got to go and pick up the kids and oh that washing still sitting in the washing machine oh and then I was like oh okay like working is my happy place like I really enjoy it I really get a lot of energy out of it and um it's just how I show up every day and it's a joy to do every day so.
0: and that's exactly I think you, you've hit the nail on the head as they say because it is a joy because you're doing something that you love mm. and I think that's the difference you know I was working in advertising agency was my last full-time job back in the day in and the day. I hated it I hated it but five o'clock I was out the door yeah yeah it's me yeah, I'm counting like, down the minutes yeah and I'm like oh three o'clock oh, she gotta go pick up the kids. Oh I, no. like, I don't want to go, but you, you have <laughs> literally got to tear yourself away from your work. Like there's such a difference in the motivation levels because you love what you do. Such a privilege. Yeah. That's right. And you work with amazing people, and mm. it's just the whole process, start to finish, is amazing. Yeah. 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 I love it. And you get to do it in a beautiful location.
1: <laughs> I do a very wet location today, but yeah, beautiful. And and we're building Daniel and I have had a lot of conversations about she sheds, sure but have. I'm I'm building my she shed almost. I've just got to get my architect, my husband, to get it finished, <laughs> the detail. <laughs> but you know, he's been busy building playgrounds. Anyway, so we've just got to, he's just gotta finish plans and then we'll we'll gotta find a builder, which is a bit challenging at the moment, but um, I can't wait for that to happen. And then I'll have a completely separate space outside of the house where the kids can't open the door and go, mom, I'm hungry. And because they're older, they don't need that constant supervision, which again is liberating. So I'm really excited about that because that will feel so different to go every day. Like I'm in our small study, which is also like a lot of storage in here and it will be my space and it will be tidy and it will be light and bright, and beautiful. Anyway, I've been, that's been on my vision board for a while. I'm big on, manifesting and all of that stuff as well. So I'm just really excited to have that separate space and and yeah, yeah it's like it's like I feel like a real grown up business owner when I've got that. I don't know why I don't feel like a grown up business owner now.
0: But, but <laughs> isn't that funny? Because sometimes we don't because say we work from home and it's mm. you know it's a bit a little bit different now with COVID, obviously, with a lot of people yeah. working from home. But a lot of people think, oh, if you work from home it must be a little hobby. Something else yeah.
1: people still but- send me job ads. I go I <laughs> I've been doing this for 12 12 years. I don't need a job.
0: (laughs) Yes. It's a strange, strange misconception, I think, Mm. Um, the difference between working from home in your own business and possibly being an Avon lady back in the day.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's this weird thing where people assume you're not making any money. Yes. You're like, well... You know, it's a legitimate it's, business it's a legitimate business guys yeah. I pay tax <laughs> of it. it. <laughs> <laughs> my accountant tries hard but you know there's legalities no um yeah it's like I remember the first year I had to pay tax and instead of being oh my god I've got to pay tax I'm like yay I get to pay tax I'm so excited <laughs> and my accountant went you know what a really weird thing my accountant said People who work for themselves aren't meant to be successful. And I was like, what?
0: You need to fix your money mindset, bro. So, Jane, you know, kind of like that was obviously when you're paying tax because it is. It's a point where you're like, oh, God, shit, I'm making a bit of money now. I'm going to ask you two questions. What are the highlights of Mm -hmm. working for yourself and what are the biggest challenges?
1: I think the highlight and the biggest challenge are the same thing and it's actually my husband said this to me this morning. I said... We we're talking about bit groundhog day at the moment in our house it's a bit like we feel like we're doing the same thing every day and nothing's ever changing and he said but hang on your income's increasing all the time and i was like yeah but it's not at the level i want it to be and he's like yeah but if you would look back five years ago and gone you'll be making that amount of money in 2021 i want to go yeah right in my little ho- hobby business um I did that in inverted commas for everyone listening on the oh, podcast. Yes.
0: <laughs> for our, for <laughs> our listeners, think. not our viewers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so the biggest challenge is the, the great highlight for working for yourself is that your income is scalable. It's not fixed. You can at any time earn more money than you did yesterday or than you did last month. And you can always grow that as opposed to when you're on a salary and you're completely capped until you have a performance review or you ask for a pay rise whatever. But the biggest challenge is you're always having to find the clients to pay the money to 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 make that income. Do that, which make it happen. when you have really beautifully, um, which is something I concentrate on, I really focus on, is having really aligned marketing. So I call in my dream clients. I, I use my language. I use my social. I use videos to say, "Here I am." I invite you. To get in touch if you would like to work with me I'm not going buy my thing buy my thing buy my thing all the time and it's funny because I got a, a large contract yesterday where the, the client said you know I got a few quotes and it was a condition of, of one of these grants that I was talking about earlier and she said I looked at all these people's social and she said you just resonated with me she said I watched all your videos on Instagram and she said I just felt like you connected with me. And that's the power of marketing. When you get really aligned with who you are, what you do, what your values are, how you want to show up with your clients and get really clear on what they need to hear to work with you, not just about you, but about themselves. There's a knowing when someone chooses to work with you about themselves, that they're ready to take that step, that they're worthy, that they're valuable, that what they have to say has an impact on the world. And one of the things that I love doing with clients, and also, um, for example, at this mentoring that I'm doing with Gipsand Startup or Startup Gipsand is expanding the vision that my clients have for their life. Going, okay, so you you say you want to do this, but if you thought about doing that, and they go, Oh, I've never thought about that. And, and yeah. we had a conversation at the weekend and one of the guys in the room said, if we pull off, if I pull off what we've just talked about, he said, I will be the happiest man on earth. And it's like, well, all you need to do is take what we've talked about and make a plan to get there. It's that simple. But until you have worked out that point, you want to get to put a strategy around it. You just end up in a place of overwhelm. And that's what I love doing with my clients. It's going, okay, where do you want to be? How are we going to get there? Boom, let's do it. And it's just like, Brain explosion yep. stuff. But I love it. Oh, yeah. Sauce an earring, Danielle. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. I have to take the other one out so I match. They're so pretty. Make sure you don't lose them. I won't. It's in my study. I won't <laughs> lose anything in here. It's so tidy. It's
0: not even the she shed yet.
1: <laughs> no, it's not even the she. Oh, the she shed's going to be, I'm going to have a rug. It's gonna be we nice. could have a
0: whole, whole episode about the she shed, Jake. <laughs> Probably will watch this. It'll be
1: documented on my Instagram stories
0: in depth. Isn't it interesting? Just as what you were saying, I was thinking back to what you said earlier Mm. because it's about showing up. And isn't it interesting that your very first freelance job was when you mentioned that you're doing copywriting and someone Mm. overheard it? You showed up, you put it out into the universe, as they say. As they say. And the universe rewarded you and it came back to you. Mm. The universe is always listening. That's right. And I think it's what, what are you putting out into the world? How are you showing up?
1: Yes. And you've got to be in, well, to get technical on law of attraction, you've got to be in a vibrational alignment. You can't be saying the things that you want to do, but then in your mind going, oh, yeah, but, yeah, but you've got to be going, you know what, I'm ready for this and I'm going to do it and I am showing up as that person. You know, we talk about embodying the person that you want to become.
0: Yes. You, can, you can't do that on the outside without doing the inside work. When I started my small business, I did it out of flexibility around my kids because I didn't oh, yeah. have any, any of that in advertising as we've discussed. Um, but I had no idea about the development and the mindset issues that would come up on that journey. I just thought I'm just going to start a business, get some money in while my kids grow up and then we'll see what happens. Like yeah. it, was, it was purely that was my goal. And now it's kind of like, no, but I want so much more now. Things have changed yeah. and I love it and I want this, this, and this. That's what you're, you're expanding the vision you have for your yeah. life. Yeah, that's right. But the, I had no idea about the mindset issues and the, the personal development. None of that entered my thought process at all. Someone but was saying so much s- the happened. other day that
1: being self-employed is the biggest personal development project you can have. I because it's so tough. The mindset stuff. So I didn't really work on, start working on my mindset tools, I think, 2016. Got my manifesting journal right here.
0: Might They're have been earlier.
1: On hand. Let's see, 2017. Yeah. When I first started, man- like, the real mindset stuff and actually seeing it as a business tool. Because I've worked with some clients who have really dialed in their mindset. They're really positive. They know when to show up. You know they, they have that grit and resilience that I was talking about earlier, and then I've worked with other clients who are who are so ready to blame everyone else for their failings and not willing to show up and do the work, and they're the clients I no longer work with, because I've seen it, and it doesn't end positively for them or for me. There's no fulfillment out of like fulfillment's one of the big things for me. I need to feel fulfilled in my work. I don't want it to be transactional. You know, I, I want to work with clients who value me, um, value what I do. And, and you know, some of the clients I've worked with have become lifelong friends. Like one of the clients I've been working with recently, she's in Pennsylvania and she runs retreats to Tulum in Mexico, which oh, one wow. day when we'll we can go to Mexico. Can I come with you? It's about, uh, yeah, for sure. Because it's about mums finding their identity after ah. motherhood. Yes. Yes. That's there. I'm there. Yeah. Mexico. So, and her and I, we just gel so well and such good friends. And I know that when we go to Mexico, we're going to have an awesome time. So, and they're the clients I want to focus on.
0: You've just reminded me about my own little journey um, as a graphic, you know, obviously when I left graphic design. Um, but the reason She Will Shine began was because the relationships I was having with my clients as a graphic designer with other fellow women in business, women who had come to me for a logo for the business or whatever, and somehow our paths had crossed. The friendships that we had mm. forged through working together were so strong that it's what inspired me to make, like to create She Will Shine. Mm-hmm. Because women in business who are on the same, they may be in different industries, but they're on the same trajectory, they're on the same path. Mm. And they're, and they're moving on the same forward wavelength. together. Yes, 100 yeah. percent And there's yeah. nothing like it. And you know, people say you shouldn't work with friends and all this. Like, oh, the friendships have started through the business, but they've just gone crazy because now yeah. there are people that I'll ring, you know, oh, what are you doing on the weekend? Do you want to catch up? Or whatever, let's catch yeah. up for coffee. But it is, it's, it's so interesting that when you find those people that are aligned mm. with your own values and everything that you're doing, what can come out of those relationships is incredible. That's
1: why being clear on your values and what you want in your life is so important because then it helps you be aware of who's in your orbit, who's on your same wavelength. Like, I don't know, beautiful, you know, I've got friends with friends in um, She Will Shine. It just, it's just amazing, like, having those relationships with people and going, like, if you've got a problem, you can just flick an email, like, to you or, or a DM or whatever or you know, all these people that I know and and they're some of also my greatest supporters. So if I put stuff on Instagram, you know, people always make an effort to comment or like it or send me a DM and and it's like just this little just little buck up that we're all in this
0: together. Like it's beautiful. We've got your back.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just amazing. I love it.
0: And isn't it amazing because it's carried out obviously I've never met you face to face, which I'm dying to meet you face to face. But isn't it amazing like the friendships that can be formed in a virtual space mm. and how real they are even though mm. they've been purely online
1: we just look at like I've got two online mothers groups and I've never met I've met some of them online in real life but because I live so far away from everything anyway and they're some of the best friends I'll ever have in my life yeah like we've cried together oh we had some really great zoom catch-ups during COVID, um, you know, and their heartbreak is my heartbreak and their celebrations and joy are my celebrations and joy. And that doesn't just have to be in a personal sense. That can be in a business community. And, and you know, out here there isn't really the opportunity for me to, to go network with people who really are my people. Um, there's a lot of business out here and there's a lot of businesses doing really well, but they're not aligned with who I am. And that's where online space, and obviously people are much more open to it now because of COVID, um, has really opened up this whole world of, of people that I love to connect with and have a chat with and have Friday night drinks with. But I missed them last week because I was
0: preparing for Mother's Day lunch. So, yeah. So, what do you foresee in the future, Jane, once you have your she shed and you're sitting there My looking she at roving hills?
1: I was just actually doing a goal setting exercise. Um, it's all written here um, because I haven't taken the time with myself to go, okay, what are my goals? How am I going to get there for a while? And I just had a bit of downtime this morning. And it's once I've got the she shed, so I was having a conversation with uh, one of my mentors last year and it's about working four hours a day, four days a week, 44 weeks a year and having eight weeks leave from the business, yet still earning um, we talk about six figure businesses. I don't want to talk about six figures because you're I've got it actually circled here. It's about being feeling aligned, feeling purposeful, and feeling fulfilled. And that looks different for everybody. That's right. So they're the key things that I want to achieve. That obviously comes from an income level for me personally, and I want to achieve that. Um, I'd love to do more um podcasts and speaking. Because I've spent a lot of time in the last sort of 12 months getting really clear on what I want to do for my clients. And I think that's a valuable thing to share with the world and have impact. Um, And I'm just looking forward to just working with more and more of my aligned clients. Like now I've got really clear. I've taken the time to get really clear on that. What I'm going to deliver to them. How I'm going to show up. And the impact that that's going to have on themselves like that was a massive pivot for my pivot uh, for my business in the last two months I think I've done that um so now I'm like starting at zero again and doing it all again I'm going to rebuild my website and change all my copy again um and just that's what's next. And we don't know what then in a year's time I what's might change my that? mind again.
0: Yeah. Isn't that it? It's like we're saying about the personal development, it's like an evolution. The business evolves, you evolve, Never Stops. Like you just keep going. Yeah.
1: Never stops. And, and as you know, Angus, my husband said to me this morning, you know, if you look someone five years ago, told you beyond this income level. Now you would have thought they were being silly, but you've just got to keep reaching. You've just got to keep evolving. You've just got to keep setting those goals higher and higher and higher. And, breaking through those mindset barriers that you have to those goals and going, right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to achieve this. And then going out and achieving them, reset your goals, go out and achieve it, reset your goals. And, and, and that is a way of getting your business more and more aligned
0: as well. So that's what I'm 100%. doing. <laughs> I love watching you Jane on nice. socials and also via your podcast. So Jane has a podcast. Would you like to share? Oh, my your podcast, podcast is about- called
1: smart women in business. Um, and I have there's a chat with Danielle on there it's a chat with a few shiners as well Alana whose birthday is today so yeah come and find me on there
0: yeah but I love how you're putting yourself out there you're putting out what is aligned with you with your vision and your business and it shows in what is coming back to you Mm. and I think that's something that you should you know be really proud of yourself thank you Danielle it's a nice thing to hear oh
1: and people go Few people have said to me, "I love, I love seeing you on LinkedIn or Instagram." Or and I go, "Oh, you know, there are people out there watching it." So don't think
0: that people aren't looking at you on social because they definitely are. That's right. I know sometimes you're like, "Oh, doing it again," but it's like the people are watch The people who are meant to be watching are watching. Watching. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Thank you so much for your time today, Jane. Thank you for having me, Danielle. It's such a pleasure. It was quite odd for me when you interviewed me on a podcast because the roles were reversed. So now I've got you back. (laughs)
1: I've got a couple of podcast interviews lined up and usually I am the host and I'm like, oh, what's it going to be like?
0: It's been a joy. I'm sure we'll chat to you again soon. And we do need to see those photos of the shear Shed when it is built. Yes, when it's it's done. It will happen. It will. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Jane. Thanks, Danielle. And thank you to everyone for joining us in today's episode. I hope you enjoyed Jane's story as much as I did. And we'll be back with another episode very soon. Thanks for joining us. See you later. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode of the She Will Shine podcast, we invite you to check out shewillshine.com.au. She Will Shine is the essential support network you need to grow a thriving, meaningful business. We can help you grow your network, connect and develop genuine relationships, be supported and support others in building and growing a successful business on your terms. Say goodbye to working alone and become a member at shewillshine.com.au.